Hi, and welcome to Beyond Your Limits. Today, I'm going to talk about twin flames and soulmates. This is part two of sacred sexuality. Now, twin flames and soulmates go back beyond. We think that this is something new. It is not. In the symposium, Plato had Aristophanes, a famous Greek theater and comedy writer, tell the story of twin flames and soulmates. Now, as Plato put it, according to Greek mythology, humans were originally created with four arms, four legs, and a head with two faces. When their power was feared by Zeus, he split them into two separate parts, condemning them to spend the rest of their lives in search of their other halves. So Aristophanes tells this fantastical story about how humans were at one time twice the people that they are now, but this was seen as threatening to the gods. So Zeus cuts them in half. And ever since, we're out searching for our other half so that we become whole. So let me give you a quick synopsis of what Aristophanes talks about. The creation myth puts forth to account for sexuality, and he may be poking fun at the myths concerning the origins of humanity, numerous in classical Greek mythology. Um, why am I saying this? Because I think it's really important that you understand that this was talked about thousands of years ago. So before starting his speech, Aristophanes warns the group that his eulogy to love may be more absurd than funny. Remember, he is a comedy writer. His speech, he says, is an explanation as to why people in love say they feel whole when they found or find their romantic love partner. And he begins by explaining that people have to understand human nature before they can interpret the origins of love and how it affects their own lives and the time, meaning the time that they live in. He said, and I agree with him 100%, that because in primal times, people had double bodies with faces and limbs turned away from one another. As spherical creatures, they could wheel themselves around like clowns doing cartwheels. And these original people were very powerful. But he said something that I want to make sure we really touch on. People have to understand human nature before they can interpret the origins of love and how it affects their own time that they live in now. There were three sexes, the all-male, the all-female, and the androgynous. The androgynous were half-male, half-female, and the males were said to have descended from the sun, and the females from the earth, and the androgynous from the moon. These creatures tried to scale the heights of Olympus, and Zeus thought he should blast them with thunderbolts, but he didn't want to deprive himself of humans' devotional offerings, so he decides to cripple them and he chops them in half, in effect, separating the two bodies. Now, just stick with this, because we're going to go into something a little bit more spiritual here. So ever since that time, people, us, we run around looking for our other half because we're trying to recover our primal nature. So women who were separated from women 
run after their own kind, thus creating lesbians, and the men split from other men run after their own kind and love being embraced by other men. And that's where we get homosexuality, allegedly, from this myth. Uh, Those that come from original androgynous beings are the men and the women that engage in heterosexual love. And as you know, the Greeks didn't have any judgment over being heterosexual or homosexual. So Aristophanes says some people think homosexuals are shameless, but he thinks they're the bravest, the most manly of all as evidenced by the fact that they only grow up to be politicians and that many heterosexuals are adulterous and unfaithful. Interesting. Aristophanes then claims that when two people who were separated from each other find each other, they never again want to be separated. The feeling, he says, is like a riddle, and it just can't be explained. It's a feeling. It's a knowing. Aristophanes ends on a very cautionary note. He says, men should fear the gods and not neglect to worship them, lest they wield the axe and we have to go about hopping around on one leg, once again split apart. So if a man works with the god of love, they will escape this fate and instead find wholeness. So as we fearlessly traverse this brave path of finding the one for us, and the one that is us, we may never yield, hopefully, in our quest for true love. You see, the challenge we face with love is finding love that is pure. Many times what happens is is we settle on something that doesn't feel right, that isn't our other half or our twin self. And we settle for love that disguises itself as true love. And we lose faith. And we settle for something less. And then we tell ourselves that true love is a fantasy. And in a world that can confuse the shit out of us with our inner truth, keep your heart settled and away from the noise and the misguidance. And just listen to this podcast because your hearts have to be strong and your will has to be resolute and determined. For if it isn't, we ultimately pay the price of a life that is not accomplished or a happiness that is not found, a home that we never feel in our hearts. For home is not a place, it's a feeling. There are no rules to twin flames, past lives, soulmates, and so on. And the process of finding your soulmate or a twin flame is really about moving out of darkness into light and seeing yourself as one, not separate. The ideas around soulmates and past lives and twin flames, I think, has gotten pretty twisted because on a spiritual level, it means union with the divine or the divine self, the divine within you. A twin flame relationship is about uniting the duality within ourselves. But that's not all. Just because I said that doesn't mean that's going to be true for you. What I'm saying is take the blinders off and stop believing what other people have told you and pay attention to what the ancients were telling you. There's a deeper truth in meeting here. There's no rules to this journey. Your twin flame doesn't have to be what people tell you it is. 
There's too many stories out there trying to say that the union of two people has rules to it. What if the union is not between two people, but what if it's just between you and yourself or a child or your dog or your cat or your dinosaur, whatever it is that is your companion? Mm, Gets interesting. The heart knows the truth within it. And when your heart is open and flowing freely, you find that love and it can come in many forms. The mind is what creates the restrictions, and we have to be willing to see through the restrictions of the mind, and we have to begin to come from the heart. So in a lot of the podcasts, I talk about mind a lot. When I'm talking about love, I'm talking about dropping the mind. I don't mean you become stupid and you go trip down the road into every relationship that feels like love. I'm saying that we have to once again unite ourselves with ourselves, with our own heart. And we have to break open that heart so it can flow. And we have to release the pain that's stored in it. We don't show up to a relationship and say, "Mm, I'm dragging all this shit with me. You see all this baggage? Yeah, God, you know. And you start telling stories about your past and how you were cheated on or this happened or that happened and -and so-and-so did this and so I don't trust anybody and I'm not sure. Those are all your experiences, but you can't show up to a relationship shattered and broken and say, fix me and think that that's your twin flame. Because what's really happening is you're just dealing with shattered emotions and ideas. I'm not saying that that person isn't your twin flame. I do know that you will feel whole, but it's because you find the wholeness within yourself. It's that moment in your heart where you know that this person is home. It just feels right. Or you're just at home with yourself because you know yourself. The twin flame phenomena, I think, is very deeply spiritual. It goes way beyond the mind and the limitations that restrict our hearts, way beyond the ideas that bind us because of the way that we think and what we were told love is. Twin flame concept to me, I think, is asking you to use your heart to guide you and to see through the limiting ideas that you have around love so that you don't adopt limiting ideas around love for yourself. We talk a lot about how we say, you know, I'm never going to find that person. He's not going to love me. She's not going to love me. Am I ever going to get married? Am I ever going to meet anybody? Why can't I meet anybody? Everybody out there is like, and fill in the blank. He or she is always like this. Why do you continue to have the same relationships with a different face? And that's because you have to go into breaking open that heart. You're going to have to do your own emotional heart surgery. You're going to have to do open heart surgery on yourself. And it starts by really sinking deeply into your own heart and feeling. Maybe you need to cry. Maybe you need to scream. But you have to release those ideas. Listen to what Aristophanes and Plato are putting forth. It's very sacred, this myth. If you asked a priest or a nun, If their twin flame is a man or a woman, they'll tell you their twin flame is their union with God. If you speak to a holy person from India who's a householder, meaning they're married, they will tell you that their companion and twin flame is their husband or wife. 
but it's their union with God that creates the oneness within the two people. Twin flames have always existed. It's written in the Bible, I think Proverbs 23. The mind is what creates the illusion and the separation, and the mind creates time. But they don't exist. You see, the twin flame idea goes way back to Adam and Eve and the serpent and the mind creating a restriction over the eternal and the infinite that we're so desperately trying to get back to and know. Adam and Eve were created, both of them. If you look in the Kabbalah, in the Torah, Elohim, which is both El and Eloah, which means male and female, God, goddess. It's one. The twin flame or soulmate experience is to be experienced so that you can find what's underneath the idea of the twin flame or the soulmate. Don't get stuck in what you read on the internet. This is an experience. You see, ideas are not linear. Ideas are stuck in time. Feel your way through. Don't think your way through. Many times we meet somebody, I hear this a lot, people that have online dating, and a person says things that makes them feel a certain way. But if you're not in the presence of the actual human, you don't really know what it feels like. And that's sort of the bummer about sitting behind a computer screen or a phone and talking to somebody. You're conjuring ideas. You can't feel them. And I don't mean that in a physical way. I mean, you can't energetically feel them while you are in their physical presence. So what I'd like you to contemplate about the stories is I want you to question where ideas originate from, and you're going to find something that you lost a long time ago. It's the ability to experience the divine, to not be divided. You see, we get caught up in the layers underneath the mind and we get lost in ideas that suffocate the layers and hide the infinite life of what we truly are. We are infinite light. And what is truly our relationship to other beings? We lose it because we get caught up in magazine articles and what the TV shows are showing you and what's on Netflix and what's on Amazon Prime. And there's a lot of great stuff on there. But that isn't your life. That's being filmed and acted out. And yes, those things happen. But what do you feel? When people come to me for readings about twin flames and soulmates, you know, usually they're so emotionally attached to their beliefs and ideas that they're held in bondage. And this is abusive and tumultuous, these relationships sometimes. And that's because they believe, okay, this has got to be my twin flame or my soulmate, right? Because it feels so bad. Mm, no, it can be. But that isn't necessarily right now, is it? That's a belief. That's what somebody told you. Because maybe when we're so addicted to somebody and things are just so roller coaster-ish, we think this is it. This is love. And then we think this has to be my twin flame. I can't let go of this person when the truth is they're just triggering your neural networks from your past experiences. 
and you're reliving that need to get something over and over and you feel outside of it. And when they give you love, you feel so complete. And when they yank it away, you feel like you're going to spin into outer space. I can't tell you if that's your twin flame or your soulmate, but I can tell you it's a relationship of a sort. But if we suffocate ourselves in ideas and we hide the fact that we're infinite beings having a physical experience, we don't raise ourselves to the level of the full experience of being in a relationship, of truly experiencing the person and their heart and their soul and the union of energy. The person that you're with literally becomes a mirror of you when you're in relationship. Every relationship you have is a mirror reflection of who you are and where you are now on a spiritual, unseen, energetic level. They can pull your past out. They can make you crazy. But I think they're supposed to be healing you if you can just pull back and look at what needs to be healed. And when you become more aware, you naturally come into union with God and your true nature or whatever you want to call God. But you have to escape the ideas that have layered and watered down the true union. You have to let your heart navigate. You can't use other people's ideas. You have to see beyond all ideas. And then you're free because you're truly in union and you see beyond attachment and detachment, and you see beyond the all, and that's when you really find home. Meditate on what I just said. When you see beyond all attachment and detachment, you see beyond the all, and that's when you find home. You are one then, and even that shouldn't be described. Sometimes things don't have words. That's the union. Thank you for listening. I hope you like this podcast. And if you do, please share it, clap for it, and please make the world a better place.